Hey there, and welcome to Twist Out Cancer's Partner Spotlight. I'm Lee Gaines, and today I'll be chatting with Rebecca Leader, author of the book, The Knock Method. In her book, Rebecca features Twist Out Cancer founder and CEO, Jenna ben Scherscher and the example she sets for how we can establish human connection, even in moments of isolation. I'm Rebecca Otis Leader. I live in Denver, Colorado, and I help people build meaningful careers through building meaningful relationships. Tell me about how you first heard about Twist Out Cancer. Yes. So I was living in Chicago and one of my cousins, Alana Duganzik, shout out to you. She was very involved with Twist Out Cancer and she, I believe, is a dear friend of Jenna's as well. And she told me about it. And I also had a friend who was an artist that was paired with a survivor and she depicted their story in one of your Twist Out Cancer events. And I had the pleasure and privilege of attending that event, supporting her and supporting the organization. And I just love what it stands for. And I adore Jenna and the community she's built around the world is so inspiring and making such an impact. The organization itself was unique because it merges creativity and art with healing and even the medical world, which can be very scientific and not always very artistic or romantic or soft in that way. And so I really appreciated how it builds community through pairing those who have been brushed with cancer or touched by cancer in some way in their lives with artists and people who tell their stories. And as a creator myself, as a writer as and storyteller, and also someone who really values relationships, I thought that the mission was so important as many of us have all been brushed by cancer through family, friends, loved ones, or even personally. And the creative aspect of it, I could really see the value of that comfort. And I've sought comfort through creativity and expressing myself in my own life. And you mentioned how many people have been affected by cancer and there's just unfortunately so many. I wonder how it's affected your life and your family, your friends. Yes. uh, Immediate family, grandparents, friends, friends of friends, cousins, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's around us and it's scary and it's hard and it comes with lots of difficult emotions, not only for those going through it personally, but for those who are taking care of our loved ones. So it has certainly impacted me in many ways. And I didn't necessarily know about a community to reach out to at the time. Now I do, thankfully. But I love that this exists for those who are seeking support, even caregivers to seek support. And then for those who are patients and going through a very difficult medical journey. So Rebecca, tell me a little bit about your book, The Knock Method. What's it all about? The Knock Method is a framework that I developed and it is the subject of the book Knock, which is an acronym for the five steps. And it's about building high quality career relationships. It includes social psychology research and organizational psychology research that talks about the benefits to our well being when we build. 
deeper, more meaningful, long-lasting, positive, mutually beneficial relationships, even in our careers. And we don't often think about networking or people that we work with as being people we have deep relationships with. However, the research says that when we feel more connected through our work or in the workplace, and we do build those relationships in a very big part of our lives, often our work takes up many hours and much mind space in our lives, that we can be more well, we can be more whole, we can be healthier. And the science behind that is that when we build deep connections where we feel included and we feel we can be ourselves, our authentic selves, we lower our stress levels. And when we have higher stress levels, that's when our health can begin to suffer. And so bringing those stress levels down by having important relationships in our lives and in our careers, we are attributing to a healthier lifestyle, mind and body. So tell me about the process that you went through for this book and how you chose the stories and the organizations that you featured. The process was a long one. (laughs) So it took about six years from concept to book in hand. And it was a journey, as many things are. It started with my own career and my own creative pursuits. I was in digital marketing and I also wrote a blog for fun. And through those endeavors, I was able to create a community of people who were wanting the creative ideas I was sharing. Uh, Many of them were restaurant recommendations or art or music recommendations when I lived in the great city of Austin, Texas. And I was reached out to often to promote products and services to my blog audience. And I noticed that a lot of the outreach that I was receiving was not very personal. It was really for a quick favor or for a mention or a promotion for you know PR agencies, clients, et cetera. Many times my name wasn't included or they hadn't seen when I moved states or they copied and pasted my blog name in a different font so I could see that they were maybe going down a list. And it really didn't feel like it was a business partnership or a personal partnership. And I didn't feel like I had the human connection. And I didn't feel that often these businesses, these companies, these individuals were trying to figure out what would be of value to me and of value to my readers. And I felt that was missing. And so I started to take note of what was working in business relationships and at work and in my own career when I did feel like that was present and what I did that was working or what wasn't working and what others did that was working and was not working. And I wanted to figure out if there was some research behind how we connect on a human level and also why there is a benefit to building deeper relationships um, in our lives and in our careers beyond because you want to get a job or you want to promote your clients or you want to make a sale. And so that sparked my curiosity and I embarked on this journey to capture the research, my observations, my own stories, and then the stories of others including uh, Jenna Ben Scherscher, the founder of Twist Out Cancer. And I was really drawn to her story because she built a community and has built this amazing nonprofit that is making such a huge personal and global impact through being authentic, through building relationships when she was in a very 
vulnerable time in her life and the amazing impact that she's making that came out of that really difficult time was very inspiring. And so all of the interviews and the stories that are shared in Knock come from individuals who have made an impact uh, on the world, on their communities, in, in their lives through building high quality relationships in somewhat of a career and professional capacity, but always with the human lens. So what did you learn from your conversations with Jenna about how she created this network, this community across the globe? And also, you know, were there any takeaways or what were the takeaways that you think can be applied to professional relationships? So one thing that really stood out to me about Jenna's story was that authenticity that was present when she was reaching out for support and community during a time when she was isolated and quarantined for medical purposes. We all may have that relatability now, having gone through the height of the COVID pandemic, but it doesn't appear that she was really trying to market or promote herself. She was really reaching out for support. And I love the way that she did it through dance, dancing in her own room on video and inviting others to do it with her and for her and for themselves. And the way that it was just authentic and it was that yearn and that human need for connection, even if it wasn't through touch, even if it wasn't in the same geographical place. And at the time, I don't know if she realized, you know, what it could become, but it's amazing to me how just authentic that experience came to her and how natural it was to just need that human connection. And so when we talk about careers and professions and networking, we talk about, you know, networking sometimes for an end result. And in Jenna's case, the end result was to feel more whole. And I don't want to you know, speak out of turn for her, but from my takeaway from what she shared and what stood out to me was that human experience of connection that we all need. And it was just raw. And she sort of asked for it by inviting people to dance with her virtually. And people showed up because they also wanted the connection for her and for themselves and for their own stories. So I really admire Jenna for being bold in a vulnerable moment, even though she may not have felt that it was bold in the, in the vulnerable moment, but it really was. And it, it inspires me and it inspires my readers and it inspires all of us to be who we are and unapologetically and to really connect on a human level. I wonder if you are willing to share a time when human connection not only was needed in your life, but the difference that it made for you, if there's a specific example. There are many. <laughs> I will mention in the professional context, but also the personal one, a mentor of mine. He's been a professional mentor of mine for many years now. Grateful to have his guidance and also his friendship. I went through a pregnancy loss. I actually went through two late-term pregnancy losses. The first was during the height of the COVID pandemic and human connection, aside from thankfully my loving spouse, 
was not possible for a big part of the immediate healing period. It's always a journey. It's never done. But I will share an inspiring story about my mentor, who is a man, and I shared with him what we had experienced. And he shared with me the beginnings of his family journey many, many years ago. And later, we had a conversation where I joined the Zoom call, and he was in a different room. And it looked like he was in sort of a shed of sorts. And I commented on his background. And this was during, you know, height of COVID where everyone had a different Zoom background. Some of it was real. Some of it was their living room. Some of it was their kitchen. Sometimes it was just an image they put up. And I didn't know if it was a picture or if it was real. And I I said, where are you? And he said, I'm in my garage. And I thought, well, this is interesting. (laughs) I thought, well, a lot of companies started in garages. So this isn't that crazy. But what, you know, what, did you move your office there? And he said, well, my, you know, my family's upstairs and there's a lot going on because everyone's home all the time right now during quarantine. Um, But I'm in my garage because I wanted to share a personal story with you. And he went on to share more details about similar losses that he experienced in his family years prior. And I was really taken aback by this compassionate gesture where he not only felt comfortable to share with me, but he took the time to even move to a different space so that we could have truly that safe space to connect on a similar topic. And this just goes to show that professional relationships can be personal. I believe they should be. And that at the end of the day, we're all human and we all go through ups and downs. We all go through really difficult phases in our lives. And that human connection was a really big part of my healing, even through Zoom, even across states. And that's a very vulnerable story for me to share, but it inspires me because I think it was brave of him to go to a really difficult place and to create that space for us to connect on that level. And uh, I'm grateful to have his mentorship again, professionally and, and personally. What's a piece of advice that you have for someone who is really anxious or perhaps insecure about that initial, you know, reaching out? Sure. So one is what's the downside if you do, you know take that leap and what's the upside and a lot of people have said in my workshops and my trainings fear of rejection when really it's actually fear of non-response very rare that someone would respond and just say no to whatever you're you know saying in a message they might say you know it's a busy time for me can we touch base later or maybe they're on vacation so you get an out of office reply but a lot of times it's that fear of rejection or fear of non-response. And so I would say, just remember that if you did reach out, you know, there's sort of a meme I've seen on Instagram floating around. This is what if it all worked out? I think it's also on a sweatshirt now too, but (laughs) what if it all worked out? And so that's kind of a little pump up speech for yourself. And then also dive into the research. So And then why do you want to connect with this person? What do they have to offer collaboration with you? What do you have to offer collaboration with them? What is it about them that caught your eye? Commonality is the C in knock. And so my magic formula is to find two to three points of commonality with someone. And it feels good to say that in a message. 
oh, we're, you know, we both went to the same high school and we have this person in common, or we've both worked in the same industry and also speak Spanish, right? So what are some of those commonalities that you have with people that make an interaction feel more familiar? And then also put yourself in their shoes and think about times people have reached out to you and maybe it was for advice, maybe it was for an idea, maybe it was for feedback, a recommendation, a referral. And people are generally willing to help, especially if you point out the value of how that can help you or how that can help others. So highlighting impact is another key takeaway of the knock method is highlighting how partnering together, we can help more people. So in the case of twist out cancer and the knock method, if we partner up, we can help even more people who are looking to build connection because we have different relationships in our communities. So let's merge them. And we want to make an even bigger impact as an example. Appreciate all of that advice. Becca, what do you think the business community and business professionals can learn from an organization like Twist Out Cancer? Yes, so much. One is sort of that organic community building that came from a need. The need might be to connect, the need might might be to feed. So another organization featured in Knock is Move for Hunger. It's an amazing organization solving hunger, the need to educate. The first story in Knock is about Jeff Ader and Jennifer Levine, who created a school because their daughter needed a school for children with or adolescents with learning differences. And they didn't see one that was available in their area in Chicago. So they created the Walcott College Prep School. So that need is something to connect on when we're creating community. And also just a reminder to show that authenticity and whether it's showing behind the scenes as you're, what it looks like to be making a product that you're selling and taking to market, what it means to be an entrepreneur and failing many times, talking about stories that just, or situations that didn't pan out the way you expected, but maybe it opened the door to something else. Being authentic and being yourself, I think really attracts others who can relate to you. And that's how community is born. And thanks to Jenna for being an example of that. Rebecca, I want to thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared today for your vulnerability, for your strength, which is clearly on display here. And I also wanted to ask you, you know, the tagline for Twist Out Cancer is share, connect, heal. How do you think we can apply that tag? that tagline or that sentiment to our business relationships and also our personal relationships. I love this tagline and I'd love to adopt it because (laughs) I feel it really applies to my work and what I stand for. So one of the key themes in Knock is the notion of compassion. I am grateful to lean on the research of some amazing women, including Dr. Jane Dutton and Monica Warline, who wrote Compassion at Work. And their book is all about this topic of compassion, which I think sometimes we think is just niceness. So being kind in the workplace, which also matters. They define compassion as an active response to suffering. And when I read that, it really differentiated this topic for me about, you know, we talk about respect, we talk about leadership and kindness at work, but compassion is really taking action to 
alleviate others' suffering. And so when I hear share, connect, heal, I think about compassion and how might we take action to help others. It might be reaching out to offer a phone call to create space to connect and heal together or listen. It might be in the case of someone who's going through something difficult or trauma, sending a book. In the past, a former colleague of mine, Amy, thank you, Amy, you sent me the book Option B by Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant about how to plan for life when difficult things arise that you didn't expect. And I ended up sending that to another colleague who suffered a loss in her family later on. So that was an example of a, an act of compassion, same as, you know, setting up a meal train or sending a gift certificate for a restaurant or a Grubhub or something like that for those who might be going through a tough time or, you know, offering space at the beginning of a meeting at work for people to share as something that they're going through or to share anything they want to share, just to be open and have that human moment. And so when I think of Share, Connect, Heal, it really makes me think of compassion and how we can take action to help others, even if it's in a professional setting, which sometimes feels a little uncomfortable because we're being really vulnerable in the professional environment. But really at the end of the day, we're all human and the more we open up, as Jenna said, the, you know, the more others will feel empowered to also open up and be vulnerable. And I think that's where the magic of connection happens. <laughs>